Podcast Answer Man, episode number 135. everybody and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and I have a lot of things I'm going to try to fit into this one episode of PodcastAnswerMan.com. Not sure if I'm going to be able to do it all. Having an announcement, some exciting things are happening. Talk about what's going to happen in next week's episode. Going to talk about advertisers versus affiliate marketing and podcasting and so much more right now. Oh gosh, I'm so excited about this podcast. Had a had a wonderful day of podcasting today, and one of the things that I'm excited about several things today. Uh, and I've said the word today a lot, and I already understand that I've done that. But anyway, first off, today marks a very special occasion here, as this morning I re- I released our one thousand. 800th gspn.tv podcast. That is correct. For those folks who are our gspn.tv plus members who has access to every single episode of every single podcast that we produce on a weekly basis here and also access to every single piece of content that we've released since December of 2005, those folks have access now to more than 1,800 individual podcast episodes that were recorded right here in this studio. So for me, this is huge. I mean, how on earth does one person record 1,800 episodes? I have no idea, but it just goes to show that um, it, it has a lot to do with passion. It has a lot to do with having a lot to say. It has a lot to do with uh, dedication and commitment and consistency um, you know, I don't really think about it as like, oh my gosh, I just need to get 10 more episodes out. I just, I'm producing content. I'm producing content. And before you know it, at the end of the day, I've recorded nine more episodes today. And not only do I record a lot of episodes on Thursdays, I record random episodes throughout the week. Just this week alone, I think I will have recorded more than 20 individual podcast episodes. So am I eating up and crazy with podcasting? You better believe it. I am completely nuts when it comes to podcasting. But, of course, that is is what I've built my network of podcasting on. If you haven't heard of it yet, head over to gspn.tv slash shows. There's actually three podcasts there uh, that aren't even on the shows page yet because I've been so busy uh, producing content and doing consulting calls that I haven't even had a chance to update it. Uh, Matter of fact, there are three shows that are missing. Uh, one of the shows that's missing is the Biggest Loser Podcast. You can find that at BiggestLoserPodcast.com. Wonderful uh, wonderful domain for a podcast devoted to the show Biggest Loser. And I have no idea why NBC doesn't own that domain. But guess what? Cliff Ravenscraft of GSPN and PodcastAnswerMan.com. We own that domain now. So, uh, yeah. BiggestLoserPodcast.com. Now, get this. Uh, we also have BusinessTechWeekly.com, which there's another thing that I'm excited about. The, again, the show, the three shows that I'm about ready to mention here, I've already mentioned Biggest Loser, then this show, Business Tech Weekly, and then the next show. These are the three shows that aren't yet listed at gspn.tv slash shows. Um, but instead, uh, the Business Tech Weekly, we, another thing that I'm excited about is I just had an interview today with Je- uh, with Jason Freed of 37signals.com. If you've never heard of J- uh, Jason Freed or if you've never heard of 37signals.com, uh, uh, don't feel bad about that. But I, I wonder how connected you are to the, to the online new media world because he's pretty well known. But if, again, if you don't know him, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. In fact, there's, there's a couple things that I would encourage you to do right away. Number one, I would encourage you to go to businesstechweekly.com and listen to episode number 10 of Business Tech Weekly. In fact, I just finished recording that podcast episode about an hour ago, and it's already online. Uh, so so it, it's there. It's available for you to listen to. Just go to businesstechweekly.com dot com listen to episode number 10 and uh it, we had a wonderful interview with with jason freed 
Another thing that you can check out is why am I so excited about Jason Fried? I mean, isn't he just a, a I mean, sure, he, he's a CEO of a, of, a, of, of a company that basically is worth millions of dollars and all this other stuff. And he's, he's got the backing and support of, of, of one investor, which is all it took. And that is Jeff Bezos, the guy who founded and owns uh, Amazon.com. Uh, but anyway, sure, that's all exciting. In fact, I was somewhat excited based upon that alone. Uh, but what really got me excited today is the fact that I have fallen in love with one of the products that is produced by this company, 37 Signals, and it's called High Rise. And if, folks, if you're a podcaster and you have some kind of um, method, you have a desire to do some of the things that I've done, which is to really build your brand through relationships uh, I encourage you highly to listen to a podcast that I did this morning. It was the first podcast I recorded this morning. It was episode number 441 of Pursuing a Balanced Life. The title of that episode was called Managing My Relationships with High Rise. Podcast episode 441. Again, it's Managing My Relationships with High Rise. And if you if you decide that you want to sign up for High Rise after listening to me go on and on and on about why I love High Rise, I encourage you to do so. And I and this is going to fit in perfectly. I love how everything's tying together here today. And that is, I'm going to give you an affiliate link in this episode right now. And I hardly ever do this. I hardly ever use affiliate links. Uh, there are a few of them on my site at podcastanswerman.com. One of them, however, is this one for High Rise. And I'm going to tell you, this isn't me just trying to make a couple bucks because I mean, what I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll probably make 15 bucks uh, and $2 a month or $1.50 a month if you sign up for High Rise and you use my affiliate link. It's not going to, I mean, it's going to buy me a Chipotle burrito for me and my wife once a month, you know, uh, or, you know, if you sign up and then, you know, 15 people sign up, it'll be a burrito bowl for me and my wife once a, once a week when we go out or something like that. I, I don't know. Not a huge deal. But what is exciting, and by the way, my affiliate link for High Rise is, if you can remember this, just type in gspn.tv slash High Rise, and it's H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E, all one word, gspn.tv slash High Rise. In fact, I'm going to just make sure that that works real quickly here, uh, HTTP colon slash slash gspn.tv slash High Rise. And if I type that in, it's going to forward you straight to the High Rise website with my affiliate link and code and stuff. So if you actually sign up, then it will it will credit back to me as a commission. Uh, and I tell you that up front that if you sign up, I will get a commission. It, you know, full disclosure there for the F, you know for the Federal Trade Commission. You guys listening, I, I'm disclosing that yeah, I will benefit if you sign up financially. Not going to definitely put my kids through college if you sign up, but certainly going to. Uh, receive some kind of financial kickback if you choose to do so. Uh, now, with that being said, you can track all kinds of stuff. I'm not going to go into detail. I have a one-hour episode, pursuingabalancedlife.com, and then go look for episode number 441, pursuingabalancedlife.com, episode 441. Go check it out and then see if you don't get excited just by my excitement for this product. And if you don't, then probably it's not for you and it's not for everybody. I can't see the reason why everybody would want this product. But uh, if you manage a lot of relationships, uh, you get to hear a little bit about how I manage those relationships. And uh, trust me, it is extremely awesome. All right. So um, so we talked about three shows that are not on the the site over at gspn.tv slash uh, shows yet. Uh, Business Tech Weekly, Biggest Loser Podcast. And and here's the other one. I mean, I can't believe we got this domain. Uh, have you guys ever heard of the, the, the series of books called The Twilight Saga? It, what is it? I think it's uh, uh, Twilight, New Moon, Breaking Dawn, and my wife would kill me if I didn't know the name of the last one, but I don't know it. But uh, anyway, there, it, it's this... In, it's this absolutely crazy phenomenon my wife became obsessed with this series of books months ago 
And uh, she she begged me to to read this book, and and I'm like, ah, I'm not, I just don't have any interest in it. She continued to beg me. Uh, finally, she talked me into, uh, or I made a decision that. Oh, and the book the book four is called Eclipse. Thank you, uh, thank you for my chat room there. Anyway, so. Where was I? Oh gosh, I'm all over the place today. I'm so excited. So anyway, she, she, I asked her, I said, Stephanie, why should I read this book? And she tried to give me all these other reasons and stuff. And finally she said, and I said, Stephanie, why, why should I read this book? And she goes, because I like it. And that was all I needed. I don't know if you guys know this, but the reason I got into podcasting and, and, and this all started was because this was something I was passionate about. And my, and when I asked my wife, you know, will you do this podcasting thing with me? I'd love to bring you in and you and I could talk about loss. And she's like, okay. And she had, she basically did that just because it was something that I was passionate in about. And so I decided to say, okay, I'm passionate. You're passionate about this. I'm not, but I'm interested in at least investigating. So I've started to read this, the books in the Twilight Saga. I read the first book, and you know what? I have some real concerns, some some very deep concerns about the book and its message to young girls. But I also have a, a deep appreciation for the style of the story, uh, the way it's told, and the way it's written, and. And, you know, I figure, you know, why not put out something and then share what I like about the story, but also share my concerns, but at the same time, allow my wife to share her passion and try to explain to me and also echo the the thoughts of a billion fans in the world, a billion might be pushing it, several million fans around the world who love this Twilight Saga series. And so what a great idea for a podcast, At least the, for us to start a podcast, by the way, the requirement is that one of us, somebody in the show, uh, regular weekly, has to be somebody who is absolutely devoted and passionate to the topic at hand. That does not that that's not me. Although it is my wife, and she is extremely passionate, and it and her energy is enough to carry that conversation. And I and I am genuinely interested. In the topic, and so we saw, we decided we were going to do a Twilight podcast. Now, if you go and just type in Twilight podcast in Google, you're going to see that there are a ton of Twilight podcasts out there. Guess what? Um, you know this this thing's called the Twilight Saga. We didn't want to call it the Twilight podcast because um, Twilight is just the name of the first book. It is the Twilight Saga. And so, would you believe we secured TwilightSagaPodcast.com? I'm telling you, I'm, God has just been richly blessing us with the availability of domains these days, and I, I'm just could not be happier. So anyway, that's a that's the third show that if you go to gspn.tv that's not yet listed, I'll eventually get it on there. Why isn't it listed? Let me explain to you why it's not listed. Well, I've been telling you guys for quite some time, and and uh, that effective November first, I was going to change my rates. All right. And well, I did, and I was I was flipping out about it. I'm like, okay, I'm, I've been pretty busy. Matter of fact, I started out at 95 bucks an hour for my one-on-one consulting rates, and I slowly built from one client all the way up to where you know where I am today. Now, over the course of the last two years, I've literally had a couple hundred clients, and I'm not exaggerating. That's I've had a couple hundred clients, and things have been going extremely awesome and it really wasn't until august of this year that i started to actually find that i didn't have enough time for all the work that came in although i'm the type of person it's hard to turn down work so i'm like what do i do and so ever since august i've just been working around the clock and unfortunately my content pre-production you know the the pre-show prep has been really uh, hindered quite a bit because of this. And that's not good because my five-year plan is to still be doing podcast consulting in five years from now, but I want 90% of my income to come in and be generated from the content I produce itself. Uh, so for that to happen, I want to continue to put, I want to be on my A game when it comes to producing content. Now, uh, because of that, I, I decided, you know, I've got to do something. I had several clients who could tell that, you know, I wasn't as focused as I needed to be. And they're like, Cliff, you need to raise your rates. I'll, p- Dude, you're worth it. I'll pay you more money. 
if I if that means I'm going to get you know get be able to have more availability. So so the problem was ha- that I had is a client would sign up with me and he's like, when okay, do you have something tomorrow? Uh, oh, I see. I can't get to I can't get into your calendar until next week. You know, I I I had people offering to pay me extra money. I'll tell you what, if you'll go cancel that call with that person tomorrow, I will pay you more money. And I'm like, no, I, I can't do that. But I'll tell you what, I, I am going to be raising my rates uh, effective November 1st. And uh, that will probably, you know, wind thing, you know, kind of thin my schedule up. Well, here I am ha- almost halfway through November now. And my rates have been 150 an hour since November 1st. And my friends, uh, I'm happy to report, but also sad to say that my, my calendar, my schedule is still too booked. I mean, it is too booked, uh, but it, it's it's too booked in a great way. Um, the caliper of cl- clientele that I have has has really taken it to the next level. So that you know, I, I'm and and with that being said, I, I say that it's too booked, but it, at the same time, I'm providing more margin in between calls now. It used to be that I would have a consulting call. Let's just say I had an, a, a consulting call from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. I would then have a consulting call from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. And then I would have a consulting call. I would take a half an hour off from 12.30 to 2.30. And then from 2.30 to 4.30. No budget, no margin in between those. That's how tight it was. So today, I'm actually... Uh, I, my schedule is full, but it's not like it was. I mean, it, everything, I'm breathing easier. I'm actually not taking calls past 8 o'clock at night most of the time unless something, you know, unless these are people who can only work during the nights, and that's you know, the case for several people. So I, I make concessions from time to time. But anyway, uh, what's going on is is if I have a call from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, I purposely go in and I block out from uh, 10 o'clock to 11. I give myself an hour long buffer before I even make the next hour or next call available. That gives me time to take wonderful notes about all the different things I did for the client before. And now I can put that into high rise and I can set follow ups and it's going to be very awesome. I can tell you right now, this, this high rise is going to make me so much more money. I can't even begin to tell you how much more money I'm going to earn as a result of using high rise. Uh, pursuing a balanced life.com episode number. Oh gosh. What was it? 441, I believe. Anyway, check it out. So, um, yeah, basically, uh, and then, and then before my next call, I, I usually try to block out 30 minutes of time so I can research all the things that I know about the client that I'm getting ready to work with. And, and so those are all things that are important. So I don't want, and, and by the way, it's always, you know, two or three days in advance that I'm blocked in. So I like right now I have nothing scheduled hardly at all for next week. I think I have two calls uh, for the entire week. But the thing is, I know is that through some email correspondence that I'm going to secure some more business. Uh, and, and that's just how it is. But if you guys are interested in consulting, don't, don't take my, my, uh, exhausted nature sometimes to say I'm too busy for you because I'm not and and I need continued business. The nature of my business is that uh, I desire to get people going to where they won't need me ongoing. And so most clients hire me for anywhere between most of them one to two hours and that helps them get everything they need to be on their own. Uh, and usually at most about eight hours, which is a four week, two hour sessions each uh, four two-hour sessions, uh, one each week, and so beyond that, I mean, the you know these clients aren't ongoing. So <clears throat> please understand, I still need your business. Okay, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to say. <sighs> Did I just breathe? Good. Uh, I, I need to put that on my to-do list. Breathe during podcasting. All right, so. Uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, by the way, next week there's going to be a very special episode. Uh, it's not going to be live. So next week there will not be a live uh, podcastanswerman.com episode, uh, but there will be an episode next week. And I'm excited to tell you that I'll be doing an interview th- uh, Thursday evening um, with Mignon Fogarty. Now, Fogarty, if you don't know Mignon, uh, you may know her name as Grammar Girl. And Grammar Girl is somebody who has, you know, you're talking about podcasting not being dead. And, you know, somebody recently blogged about, you know, tell me who's making online uh, money with, uh, you know, in, on online businesses, you know, or, or with social media. Well, I'm telling you, there are there are people out there. 
So anyway, um, uh, yeah, somebody's asking, did I have Grammar Girl on Podcast Answer Man before? Yeah, she's been on when we talked about Is Podcasting Dead? And so she was on that. We had Adam Curry, Grammar Girl. We had um, we had some other folks in, in that. Jay Berkowitz, some other wonderful people on that uh, conference call talking about Is Podcasting Dead a long time ago, way before Leo Laporte tried to say it. Uh, so anyway... Uh, she called me up. She or she sent me a Facebook message saying, "Hey Cliff, I'm going to be in Cincinnati over doing a book signing for my new grammar devotional book, uh, and wanted to know if you guys wanted to come out and meet up, and maybe we can grab a bite to eat afterwards." So my wife and I are going to meet up with uh, Mignon after her book signing, and uh, I asked her. I said, "You know, hey, I'd love to bring the Edderall," and she goes, "Absolutely, let's record something." So next week I'll be having a conversation with her. And if you haven't ever seen Quick and Dirty Tips com that's her entire network and trust me it's extremely successful my friends extremely successful i'm gonna take a drink and see if i can't take a little bit more of a relaxed approach to the rest of this episode and so to do that i'm gonna let dave ask his question his first question of the week so dave take it away hi cliff this is dave dufour from elkhart indiana with the creative license podcast i was uh just inquiring uh, about you know the promo codes that uh, many of the podcasts have uh, I've seen uh, promo codes for uh, for for a number of different products uh, cranky geeks with John Dvorak and uh, also uh, a number of Leo's audio podcasts uh, feature uh, ads for audible audible.com and then he has a promo code etc now what I've noticed is that a lot of the um, affiliate programs that you know you can get involved with have uh, you know link packages that you can use but you know it's very difficult to give out a a link with you know all that query string information nobody's going to type that if you you know were to actually say it on the uh, podcast so i was kind of looking to see if you know what's what's the process for getting other uh, promo codes to help monetize the the uh, podcasts, basically. The other question that came up was, and I, I just happened to comment, and I think this is where your um, you had a reaction was that uh, I commented that I think that uh, sometimes having actual advertisers like that and promoting them during a podcast actually lends a certain amount of credibility. And I take it that you don't agree with that. Um, I'm, you know, as an advertising person, I kind of think that you know it kind of depends on the environment in which the ads appear. Uh, at, you know, programming on television and radio, if they have classy advertisers, it sort of ends, adds a little bit of credibility, uh, sometimes, uh, and certainly it works the other way around. Uh, you know, if there's a quality program, the advertisers that are associated with it generally get a certain amount of uh, benefit, credibility, prestige out of that. But you have kind of a different take on, on how that works, and so I wanted to, uh, basically prod you to, uh, Tell tell us a little bit more about you know what you think about uh, advertising using promo codes uh, for advertising uh, for for monetizing podcasts and uh, how that affects either your credibility or your uh, you know how how people feel about the podcast. Uh, thanks uh, for all that you do. You do a great job. I'm a big fan. Thanks a lot. Dave, thank you very much for that question and for that call. He had actually been talking in our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum in the podcastanswerman.com section. Anyway, um, thank you very much for calling that in. Yeah, a couple things. The the first few things, and by the way, I've got a bunch of notes in front of me, and I'm just going to go through my outline and just try to make sense of all the notes that I kind of just threw off the top of my head onto the Google Doc here. Uh, first of all, there's a difference between having an advertising, an advertiser or sponsor on your show and using affiliate marketing. Uh, first of all, I just want to say as far as lead, lending credibility to your show to ad, when you have advertisements in it, uh, that very well may be the case for somebody who's considering advertising on your show. Uh, certainly, you know, if I were, you know, if I were an online business owner, let's just say I had an online 
uh, store where I sold CDs, specialty CDs, and you had a product or a podcast that was really my target audience, and I saw that you had other advertisers, I would probably feel a little bit more confident knowing that you have other advertisers. That means that I'm not the only one putting money into your show. The only thing is, is when we come to affiliate marketing, understand this. They may not understand this, but you do. And your audience may even. And by the way, uh, if, if your, if your advertiser doesn't know or your potential advertiser doesn't know this yet, they're going to come, they're going to, they're going to find out soon enough that, that those advertisements that you're playing in your show, uh, that you, you actually want to sell advertising to that person, but you're actually giving advertising away for free when you're using that affiliate code. Uh, and, and what do I mean by that? Well, when you're using affiliate marketing, you really, it, it, it's a pay per action versus a pay per listen, uh, or pay per click or, or all these other things. Uh, typically when you sign up for an affiliate program, you, you get a code or a link or something. And if somebody, uh, responds to your call to action, then at that point and only during that point, will you receive something in return? Um, now that's not always the case. There are certainly affiliate programs where, uh, and especially with like audiblebooks.com on the Blueberry network and stuff like that. I'm sure that they have it set up to where, you know, they've got deals where, listen, you're going to get paid whether somebody uses your code or not. If they use your code, you'll get more money. But, you know, let's just say we're going to give you X number of dollars for every thousand downloads. Uh, and if that's the case, then that's more of an advertisement than it is affiliate marketing. It's a, it's an advertising agreement for a CPM or cost per thousand model. But straight affiliate codes, by the way, you can go to cj.com or, uh, gosh, what's the other one that I'm a part of as well? ejunkie.com, all these affiliate programs out there. In fact, eventually I'm going to be creating some affiliate marketing for podcastanswerman.com. But I wouldn't expect that you're going to use that as a quote-unquote advertising opportunity on your podcast. If you want to, by all means, go ahead. But uh, here, here are some other thoughts that I have on this. First of all, let's talk about advertising or sponsorship. You mentioned the Twit Network and Cranky Geeks. Well, I'm as you guys are aware, I'm very familiar with Leo Laporte and the Twit Network. Uh, and some of the advertisers that he has are Audible Books, GoToMeeting.com, Square, Squarespace, uh, Carbonite, and Ford Sync. Uh, and among others, there, there are many other advertisers that, that Leo's had on and does have on. So I'm not going to go through the entire list. But let me tell you, those aren't affiliate codes. Those aren't just promo codes where if you use it, you're, he gets paid. Dude, he's getting paid no matter what on almost all of his advertising. Uh, I happen to know that that one of the above-mentioned uh, advertisers is paying $200,000 a year or at least for one year for that for that um, advertisement. Now, how much he's making from the other ones, I would assume more based upon how closely related and tied they tied into the target market that he has. So I'm telling you, he he's bringing in some cash, and when he gives a promo code, that's more along the lines of uh, of uh, you know tr- just tracking their their value in the advertisement. I'll give you an example. Uh, I have a sponsor where we give out a promo code. So if you go listen to any episode of familyfromtheheart.com, uh, you'll hear us say on a regular basis, um, be, uh, you'll hear on a regular basis where you have, um, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted by the chat room for a second, uh, but you'll hear us say, thank, we want to say special thank you to mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. This podcast would not happen if it weren't for them. And and they're not just paying us money. They're also members of our community. They sought us out and, and asked, is there anything we can do to sponsor? We believe in your content. Check them out. Uh, in fact, go to, go to Mardell.com, fill up your shopping cart with something, use promo code GSPN. You'll get 10% off. And it's a great way to say thank you to them. If you want this show to continue, uh, uh, just let them know how much you appreciate them. And to be honest with you, if you use that promo code, uh, do we get a kickback on that? No, we we don't get anything additional on that except for at the end of the six-month contract, whether or not you're using that promo code, 
will probably determine whether or not they continue to pay us money to renew the contract for six more months. Now, I've had Mardell.com as a sponsor of Family from the Heart uh, for 18 months now, and they just renewed a third time. We do six months at a time. They just renewed a third time. Now we are, we are guaranteed to have their sponsorship for a total of two years. Now, how much money is being brought in from that? I won't tell you exactly. And seeing as how you have no idea what my mortgage payment is each month, our mortgage is covered every month by that sponsorship. And and so I'm telling you that there is some very real possibilities out there for companies. If you have a niche audience and you have content that your, your sponsor can believe in, you have some opportunities out there. Now, uh, the promo code, basically the special links and stuff like that, let's just talk about those affiliate programs. Um, you know, like for example, I'll give you one. I, we've already talked about it several times here. GSPN.tv slash high rise. Type that in. You don't have to sign up for anything. Just type in GSPN.tv slash high rise and it will forward you to high rise HQ.com question mark referral equals Cliff Ravenscraft all in caps. One word. Now, let's just say I wanted to, to refer you all to High Rise and say, hey, if you're going to sign up, please use my affiliate link. And uh, that's at http colon slash slash highrisehq.com slash question mark referrer equals Cliff Ravenscraft, all in caps, one word. Yeah, you're not going to do that. So instead, did you hear me say that at the front of the show? No, I said go to gspn.tv slash high rise. That's H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E. gspn.tv slash high rise. That's pretty easy to remember, right? Well, that's a special plugin that I've mentioned on multiple occasions here at uh, podcastanswerman.com called Pretty Links. And uh, Pretty Links works with WordPress, and I'm able to create a short URL for anything and point it anywhere in the world. So, like, for example, I have an Amazon affiliate link, and that thing is long. And uh, especially if I want to link to a specific product uh, with my affiliate code, Uh, those things are huge. And I could just do, uh, you know, uh, gspn.tv slash the name of the product, and boom, it just goes straight there. So that is one way if you're looking for ways of using to making those affiliate codes work, uh, that's great. Uh, and, and that's going to work for you. Uh, Chef Mark did say in the chat room, he says, hey, Cliff, if you can always feel free to mention that I have a Gilded Fork affiliate program shop uh, program at shop.gildedfork.com. And I'll be happy to do that for my friend, Chef Mark. And if you have a podcast that's devoted to food products, that may be an option for you. Now, Chef Mark may not like the rest of this podcast, uh, but uh, he can't say too much because Chef Mark is really the, the person who originally uh, gave me this line of thinking. So this may come back to bite him in the rear end. Uh, so we'll see how he feels about it afterwards. I'm sure he'll give me a call or we'll talk this weekend. But anyway, uh, here's the deal. Affiliate marketing typically works such a way that you get paid only if they respond. You're not paid to mention their brand uh, to put out the call to action. You're simply paid if a commission on on the strictest uh, sentence of affiliate marketing, you're paid a commission if somebody responds and makes a purchase. Now, here's the deal. Um, you know, you can get all these things. And in fact, um, Matter of fact, I gave out a product mention of somebody that I have an affiliate code for that I didn't even use my affiliate code because it's not going to make a big difference one way or the other. So I make 10 bucks, right? Big, big whopping deal. Uh, here, here's the situation. All right. You, you, you sign up for an affiliate code and this company doesn't owe you a penny. They don't owe you a penny, but all of a sudden you've got, let's say, 200 subscribers to your podcast of your niche audience, all right? And so you want to start cashing in. Well, that's that's an issue. Do you really start cashing in on 200 listeners? Well, let me ask you, let me tell you something. When I started cashing in on Family from the Heart, I ca- started cashing in when I had zero listeners for family from the heart. So that amount that I just told you that I've been paid every month for six months at a time and now secured for a total of two years. When that started, I was making enough, the same exact amount to pay my mortgage each month. Uh, I was making that amount when I started that podcast with zero subscribers. However, that's a little bit 
really off the mark when I, when you really look at the situation. At that point, I had already had about, you know, a little over 1,000 podcast episodes released. Not only that, but I also had a very sizable and extremely engaged community of people built around an existing network of podcast episodes that this person, this sponsor, had already been completely familiar with and saw the interaction, saw the relationships, and saw the value of getting an endorsement from a Cliff or Stephanie Ravenscraft. So the thing is, is are you going to prove to somebody that you have that with 200 subscribers and no real track record just yet? I don't know if 200 subscribers is where you really start to cash in on that. Uh, you know, and, 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 and here's the deal. All right. The question is, you know, you got 200 subscribers and, and this is where the, the thing came up. Let, let me go ahead and, and, and read to you this. Uh, as for adding credibility and sharing promo codes in your podcast, my response to this is in direct response to what Dave actually wrote in the forum. And let me read to you word for word what he posted as a question in the forum. And this will give you an idea of where I'm coming from. He says this, where do podcasters get these promo codes they mention in the shows? I have one for GoDaddy, but all the other affiliate programs offer links and widgets to put on the website. I realize building an audience is primary, but the pay for performance model is at least a possible way to get uh, to do that while growing. Um, I also think having promo codes actually adds a little credibility, makes the podcast appear more professional, etc. I'm going to launch a new podcast for what I think is a decent sized niche market. But except for GoDaddy, I don't see any other pronounceable promo codes that I could use. And how do I get the GoDaddy ones uh, uh, through the Blueberry Network? Uh, Any thoughts? So this is what I wrote back. I wrote back and said, Dave, I actually believe that the affiliate marketing can reduce your credibility. Not necessarily with other uh, possible... um, Let's see here. Not with other possible... Uh, advertisers, you may be right there. Other advertisers may be more interested if they're not savvy enough to know that you're giving away free advertising to somebody else. I mean, how are you, you know, wh- what if I told Mardell.com, uh, you know, what if I told Mardell, say, listen, you know, I'd like X amount of dollars per month to, uh, to mention your products in our show. And what if, what if he says, well, I don't know about that, Cliff, because I happen to know that you're on your other podcast. Uh, you know, you got it arranged to where you're mentioning GoDaddy. How much is GoDaddy paying you? You know, and then it becomes an issue of you know honesty and integrity. And it's like, well, uh, GoDaddy really doesn't pay me. I get two dollars for any time somebody signs up for a domain. And it's like, oh, I like that model. How about this? We'll give you, we'll, we'll credit you 10% off of every order that's placed. We'll give you a 10% commission. Well, you know what? That may actually only work out to be, uh, let's just say it works out to be, you know, 90 bucks a month. All right. Which trust me is not paying my mortgage. <laughs> so again, uh, but 90 bucks a month for, for the same size audience that, that I'm making enough to pay my mortgage. Where does that come from? How, how does that happen? Well, the thing is, is that if, if they, if they catch on that you're giving away free advertising to others, does that really help your credibility? I don't know. This is where my friend Chef Mark kind of, you know, coached me in this area because back in the day, I just wanted to, it's like, and it was the same kind of wording. I, I even said this, it's like, listen, I understand that building audience is primary, but the pay, but the pay for performance model is at least a possible way to get to do things while I'm growing. And I just had a friend of mine recently asked me this he's and i won't mention his name or his podcast here not because i don't want to promote what he does but i don't want to i I don't want to expose you know his line of thinking in here because i know that he's changed his line of thinking after having a pretty uh decent sized conversation with me one-on-one uh because after the conversation he he said to me he said well i guess at least i only signed up for it until such and such so once that over maybe i probably won't renew it uh so here's the deal this this friend of mine, um, if you if you he basically has a podcast. I if I had to guess, he probably has a couple hundred subscribers. Okay, decent size audience. 
All right, and he had a product. He has an. He was signing up, and it wasn't a straight affiliate code. This one was actually an advertiser, that, and it was through a certain network that has actually even been mentioned in this podcast once. Uh, not gr- not quick and dirty tips, but it was it was a uh, somewhere else, and it was in an email that I just read. So I won't go any further into that. And he says, you know, that they secure this, and 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 I'm going to get X number of dollars for per thousand downloads, and I'm like. And, and and through the course of the conversation, he says, and he says to me, he says, sure, it's probably only going to work out. I've, I've done the math. It'll probably only work out to about $12 a month. But hey, it's better than nothing. And my question is, are you sure about that? Long, awkward pause for a purpose. Are you sure about that? What if it was $50 a month? Are you sure about that? What if it was $75 a month? Number one, which all of which $12 a month, $50 a month, $75 a month, none of them guaranteed. But is it worth it? Because what do you have to do to get it? Do you have to let them automatically put a pre-roll ad in front of your show? Or do you have to go on and on and say a certain line of, uh, of talk? The same matter of fact, heaven forbid it'd be the same advertiser that's in every other podcaster out podcast out there that every time you mention somebody mentions that thing oh my gosh not another one of these ads ah they're everywhere you know is it that advertiser and if it is that advertiser are you are are you are you taking advantage of your audience? I mean, are, well, and and maybe that's a little harsh. And I ex- I understand it's harsh. And please understand this. I haven't really sat down and extremely planned out and well thought out every single thing. And just like Leo Laporte can say some stupid things that doesn't make a whole lot of sense and that he can edit out later, just know that I'm going to put a lot of stupid things that I'll probably say, and I'm not going to edit out later. So uh, you know, if 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 I say something to offend you, you can call me and tell me. But understand that, you know, I, I say things just to say things sometimes and, 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 you know, take everything I say with a grain of salt and with an understandable bias towards my distaste for typical standard CPM model. Uh, I, I just don't like it myself. I think it's extremely valuable. Matter of fact, I can't wait until you guys hear the interview that I do with Mignon next week because she ha- she her entire network is is CPM, and I listen to uh, a particular show uh, on her network called the Nutrition Diva. Her, uh, you know, um, Monica Reinagel. Her her podcast is four usually four to six minutes, and it drives me crazy. Her advertiser drives me batty it's the same exact thing every single time but i put up with it i i put up with it now here's the deal though um is your audience putting up with you is that enough now in the quick and dirty tips model let me tell you when i think it might be enough all right you get twenty thousand downloads you get fifteen thousand downloads get thirty thousand down get a hundred thousand downloads at that point in time, would I use a promo code where if, you know, 3% of my audience were to use the promo code, uh, yeah, that might be worth it. I still question whether or not if it's the best idea for having your audience put up with a one-minute ep- uh, spon- uh, sponsorship message within a four-to-five-minute, four-to-six-minute episode every single week where this advertisement script is the same every six, single week. So I still question whether or not it's worth it, but for some people it may be worth it. And obviously for Monica Reinagel and the Tradition Diva, it's worth it. And you know what? Am I still subscribed to our podcast? Absolutely. Am I telling you guys if you want to learn more about nutrition and health and food, um, it's an excellent podcast. Go subscribe to it today. Nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Go do it now. So uh, am I turned off by the advertisement? Absolutely not. Uh, do I like it? No, I don't. I despise it. I forward through every single one of the ep- ev- advertisements. I try to, uh, you know, I, I try to listen to the, the intro of the episode, but then I have to go and double click on my home screen on my iPhone, hold down the fast forward button, hoping that I don't actually accidentally tap it and then forward to the next track and then try to go back which is a pain in the butt. But then I hope I try to try to not go past the advertisement because I don't want to miss any of the valuable content. It does. It drives me nuts. 
it drives me crazy. So is it worth it? Now, you know, if, if, if I was a podcaster, I had 50,000 subscribers, 20,000 subscribers, 15,000 subscribers. And I was making, you know, a, and it was my one podcast that I produced and I was making 400 bucks a month from it. And, you know, and, and I, I really wasn't doing this for a living. It's kind of a hobby anyway. And I'm just sharing this and I love it and blah, blah, blah. Is it worth it then? I, I, I'll let you decide if it's worth it for you. I'd have questions still, but um, especially if I want to land bigger contracts, like, you know, more reasonable uh, contracts. I mean, you're building somebody's brand. I mean, gosh, I, I mean, that's the, that's the one thing. I, I pay money for Vimeo, and of course, here I am branding Vimeo. I pay money to be a premium subscriber to Vimeo, and do you know why that? Why that is, is because when I publish a video on my blog, I don't want it to say Vimeo. I want it to say, I want it to be me. I don't want people clicking on that and taking them to Vimeo. I want them to stay on my website. I'm branding me. Or in Family from the Heart, I am branding Mardell. And you know what? Because of Mardell.com, guess what? Mardell.com and promo code GSPN is getting some some uh, airtime here. Pro- now, do they? Does Mardell.com do they uh, do they sponsor uh, the Full Time Mom podcast? Absolutely not. But every single time the Full Time Mom podcast mentions a book, do you know what's given out? Go to Mardell.com to get this and use promo code GSPN. That wasn't paid for, but do you know what? Because they are a valued sponsor of gspn.tv, they get a lot of mentions. When I tweet, do I sometimes say, you know, hey, I'm reading this book. By the way, it's available on mardell.com and you can get 10% off if you use my promo code gspn. And by the way, Federal Trade Commission, yes, I do get a kickback if you use this. Uh, You know, all this other stuff. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, there's, I have a relationship. And now you know what? My audience responds to Mardell.com because they understand it's not just an advertiser. They are a sponsor. They believe in the content. If you don't believe that, go to gspn.tv, click on Community Voice Podcast, go back in the archives to episode one where I interview a guy named Daryl Darnell from our community and you will hear how the family from the heart sponsorship with mardell.com came about the story's there the story's there it's a relationship and because it's a relationship because i i i have hand hand done this deal one-on-one i didn't use an advertising agency but by the way i'm not giving 60 percent or 40 percent or even 30 or 20 percent to any other network i'm keeping all the money myself well the business you know and it's paying for the bandwidth and all the other stuff and well honestly it's, it's pretty much you know enough to pay the mortgage so uh you know it, it the money stays here and and that's exactly what I'm saying. So uh, basically, let me get back to the Dave. I actually believe the affiliate affiliate marketing can reduce your credibility. If you were to send this question in audio form, I'd be able to do it. Blah blah blah. I had the deal. Okay, a couple of things that stood out to me when you posted in the forum. So one of the things you said that I have uh, I have a code for GoDaddy, but all the other affiliate programs offer links. So right off the bat, I knew that you were talking about affiliate marketing, not one where you're getting paid per download. But you're just talking about straight out, you're, you're just saying, hey, everybody, GoDaddy.com, 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 GoDaddy.com. And you're probably, you know, the danger is that you're branding GoDaddy more than your own darn website. You know, I, w- I want to say PodcastAnswerMan.com, PodcastAnswerMan.com, or FamilyFromTheHeart.com. But thank you, Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. And this is why they are so awesome. You know, I, I, I don't mind branding Mardell.com, but Mardell pays me money regardless whether or not anybody purchases from them, at least for a six month period of time. And, if, you know, then it's up to them whether or not they renew that. And because of the way that I do it, 
our audience is engaged and they understand the value of Mardell.com. They are connected with my wife and I, and they'd love to see our mortgage continue to be paid by Mardell.com. And when they're going to buy a book and they could go to any other site or any bookstore to pick up the book, they instead go to Mardell.com, put in promo code GSPN in the shopping cart, and we get renewed every six months. So, yeah, absolutely. So next up, um, and by the way, affiliate marketing can be great if the affiliate is a perfect fit for your show and if the commission is worth the amount of exposure and effort you give to their brand, it can be totally worthwhile. I'm not against affiliate marketing, but um, the question is, will I share with you an affiliate code in one of my podcasts that doesn't have something that is a very close tie-in with the subject and topic at hand? Absolutely not. I won't. Um, you know, I shared high, you know, gspn.tv slash high rise in this show. Why did I do that? Because a lot of you who are listening to podcastanswerman.com, you're listening to this podcast because you're interested in this whole, not just the podcasting as a technology, but the whole Cliff Ravenscraft chucking his career and becoming an independent contracting, you know, freelancing consultant guy. And I know that there are a lot of you guys out there and you're looking for ways to manage these relationships, literally hundreds, if not thousands of relationships. And how do you keep it all together and High Rise is a great place to do it. And for me, I thought it was worth mentioning, especially in a podcast where I'm talking about why I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world to use affiliate code. So how ironic is that? Ah, anyway, so the question is, is 12 bucks a month worth it? Let me explain to you why my friend changed his mind. It's because I said, listen, think of it this way. Your audience obviously loves you. All right. Seriously. If you've got a subscriber to your podcast, they obviously love you, all right? And, and, and when I mean, what I mean by that is that they see value in what you're producing. They, they, they're connected to you. They, they, they're listening to you regularly on their, in their ears. They stick, your, they stick earbuds in their ears, and you are speaking to them more intimately and closer to their heart than most anybody else they interact with on a weekly basis. You're in their ears, they are connected to you. And you know what? You continue to provide them value. You continue to build a relationship with those people. And you know what? You have, over a t- period of time, you will have the, the credibility with your audience that at certain points through your journey, you will have the authorization of your audience to ask a favor. You know, it's, it's time to call in a favor here. All right. And for for gspn.tv, 1,800 episodes. 1,800 episodes. Family from the Heart, by the way. Let me go and look real quick. Today we re- recorded our 83rd episode. All right. 81 of those sponsored by Mardell.com, M A R D E L.com. Use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart. Uh, but anyway, uh, 83 out of 1,800 episodes have a sponsor. You know what? I think what my audience would tell me is that I've earned the right, even though even though 300 and some odd people are paying me $10 a month to hear all of our episodes, even, the, even those people have said, Cliff, I get so much more value than the $10 a month that I pay. And you know what? I, if I were to ask my audience, I believe a majority, almost 98% of them would probably say, Cliff, you've earned the right to ask me for a favor. I may not be able to grant that favor. I may choose not to. But you know what? You've earned the right to ask the favor. You've earned, you, you've earned, the, fa- you've earned the right to call a favor in. All right. And for me, I chose wisely. Do I choose an affiliate code every week on Family from the Heart? Uh, you know, buy your buy buy this from Amazon.com. Buy this from Amazon.com. You know, use go to our website, use this link, or use this gspn.tv slash the name of this book. You know, do I do that? No, because Amazon.com doesn't pay me. Is it worth calling in my favor for a possible, you know, fifteen bucks a month? Is it is it worth calling in my favor for 35 bucks a month? No. I wait until I wait to call in my favors until it can pay something like my mortgage bill. That's when I start calling in the favors. 
And that's how I view affiliate marketing and advertising and sponsorship. I'm not opposed to these things. But the question you have to ask is, is it worth calling in your favor? All right. So I went on that quite a bit. You know what? I'm already at 54 minutes. Wow. Um, what other? Let me do Jeff Rutherford here real quick. I, I think we have time for this. I, I'm going to try to get this under an hour. So let's just go through these real fast. Jeff. Hey, Cliff. This is Jeff Rutherford from the Reading and Writing Podcast. I just wanted to say thanks again for answering my question about WordPress and the way that it was treating my RSS feed for my podcast. You can explain it more on the show, but basically only 10 episodes of my show were showing up in the iTunes store, and I have currently 16 episodes. You tipped me off that there's a WordPress setting that if you don't change it, it limits the number of items in your RSS feed to 10. I changed it, pinged iTunes and pinged FeedBurner, and after a day or so, iTunes has caught up, and now all 16 of my episodes are showing up in the iTunes store again. So thanks, Cliff. I really appreciate it. Again, this is Jeff Rutherford with the Reading and Writing Podcast. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Uh, check out readingandwritingpodcast.com, I believe it is. Jeff Rutherford, thank you. Uh, yeah, Jeff had an issue where he says, Cliff, I, I've got an issue where you know I go to my iTunes directory and it's only showing the most recent 10 episodes. And I said, hey, here's what you do. Go to WordPress. You go, go to the name of your site slash WP admin. Sign into your site, basically. Go to your dashboard. Then on the left-hand column of your WordPress page, at the very bottom, there's a section called Settings. And under settings, you're going to see a section called reading or I think it's called reading. Uh, But anyway, under reading, um, it's going to then show uh, some options. You know, what page, you know, what when somebody goes to your homepage, what do you want them to see? Uh, How many, you know, when when there's a list of episodes in a category or on the yeah on a category or when they do a search, how many posts per page do you want to show up? And then it says syndication feed. How many how many of the posts do you want to show up in the RSS feed? And and basically, I just told him to go in and increase that number in the RSS feed setting and hit save changes, and it fixed it. So, uh, you know, some of my shows, I only allow people to see the most recent 25 episodes. If you go to podcast or if you go to iTunes, search for podcast answer man, you're going to see that uh, as of today, there's 130 some odd episodes, not 135. I did delete an episode recently. Uh, and, and if you are able to find that one out, you'll find out which one's deleted. And then if you go to the website for that, for that one, uh, you'll understand why I deleted it. Not going to go into that now because I don't have enough time, but we're going to go to our next call, which came in from Wayne Henderson. Hi, Cliff. Wayne Henderson here from MediaVoiceOvers.com, calling in with a quick question for the podcast answer man. I was wondering if you know, if there's a way through PayPal to make a customized PayPal button, maybe integrating the cust- the custom colors of my website as well as some customized verbiage and then uh, post it onto my website. I've kind of got a plan or an idea. And if by some chance PayPal doesn't do it, is it just something that I have to maybe Photoshop, create from scratch, and then embed the code to make it so that when somebody clicks that link, and I hope that they would, it would you know be make it possible and easy for them to uh, send a little money through PayPal. Just kind of checking because I'd like to customize the colors as well as the verbiage on a PayPal button. Just checking in. Thanks for your help, Cliff. Now back to your podcast. All right, Wayne, thank you so much. And uh, no, there's no way for you to go into PayPal to adjust the colors of their official buttons to match the colors of your site. However, uh, what I would suggest doing is go click your, you know, create your buy it now buttons and all that other stuff and grab the HTML code. Uh, There are a bunch of different codes that you can choose. Choose the HTML code code and post that into your place on your website where you want it. And then when you get there, you're going to see a link to a .jpg or a .png or a .gif file for that PayPal button. And then all you need to do is create it, like you said, in Photoshop or whatever, create the button to look exactly like you want it to look like on your site, and then go ahead and upload that to your FTP server and just point to that file instead of the file for the button that PayPal provided. 
That's all you need to update in the code, and then all of a sudden your pay- buy now button looks exactly the way you want it. All right, so uh, Andy wrote in and said this. He says, Cliff, after I met you in August, I decided to become a plus member of the GSPN community. I wanted to pursue my podcasting passion and uh, and put my technical know-how to work in other outlets other than my everyday job. Joining the GSPN community was the best decision I've made in a long time. Since then, I've redone my website and WordPress. I have begun planning on some new podcasts of my own to debut shortly. I'm beginning to provide podcasts for my church's contemporary sermons, helping revamp the church's website, and much more. The really big accomplishment is that I got my first consulting gig thanks to you. I helped a small marketing business get some videos published neatly into iTunes for the monthly Moeller, or for the Molar High School annual fund campaign. I also commissioned to add a website. Uh, let's see, add a website address to the end of their videos. Uh, let's see here. Anyway. Um, uh, I was paid X number of dollars, uh, and and he says, and by the way, that's a great start. I wanted to develop my skills, brand, and business into something that I can do full on a full-time basis. I'm not getting any younger, and my job isn't guaranteed to be there forever either. Thanks, Cliff, for the inspiration and everything you do for your community. Please never stop, Andy. Andy, thank you very much for that encouraging feedback. Uh, Brent posted a comment of uh, on the video of the studio tour. He says, first of all, Cliff, fantastic episode. Visual tour of your studio was extremely educational. The tour uh, was kind of put the you know what it takes to podcast into perspective. If you look at the twit setup, it makes you it makes it look like something that mere mortals wouldn't even dream of trying. After seeing your tour, I can see exactly what I need to get started, and I can even plan for the future without uh, draining the bank account. Thanks again for taking the time to give us the tour keep up the amazing work thank you so much brent hey if you guys want to hire me please do ignore what i said about me being too busy please uh check us out podcastanswerman.com contact me for all your equipment needs and podcast consulting needs god bless you all until next time join the community 